Warning, the following podcast is meant for comedy. We do not condone or support any criminal activity or crimes mentioned. Enjoy yourself. True criminals! <laughs> Welcome to the show. I'm Eric. And I'm Scotty. And this is True Criminals, a podcast where we talk to regular people about the crimes they have committed. So we have a guest coming up here in a bit, uh, Tetris. So, all right. Yeah, uh, is there a Paperboy? Because I don't think his name's actually Paperboy. Oh, yeah. yeah but he is a Paperboy. If you saw him, like, in a Mario movie, like, there's Paperboy, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I don't know. But either way, so, yeah, we have a guest coming up. Um, yeah, she was fun. But we went, we went down... Like this prom, like rabbit hole kind of yeah. thing. And yeah, my son just went to prom. Yeah, man, I think it's a racket. God, yeah, like it costs so much money to go. I don't, I am like kind of upset for people who can't, like, who don't have the means. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it's like, I don't know, it's probably like 500 bucks just to go to prom. You add everything up. So it's crazy. So I went to prom uh, when I was in college because I was dating a high schooler. <laughs> Technically, no. I'm, I don't feel like there's like wiggle room in there for for you to drop technically on us. Technically, she was a student. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know. I never think back on it, like. Was that wrong? But it was, uh, I mean, I was a freshman in college and she it was, was like uh, that scene from Pineapple Express where Seth Rogen goes to that girl's high school. It was like, what? That scene in Pineapple Express where Seth, oh, Rogen, yeah, yeah, Seth yeah. Rogen goes to that high school and everybody's like, hey, uh, can we help you? Yeah, yeah. It was just like that with Amber Heard. I think that was Amber Heard in that scene. Was it? Yeah, pretty sure that's who. Oh, she's in the news a lot lately. Yeah, I've heard her name a couple times. Yeah. Shitting on beds and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the problem with the uh, pillow top mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What the- but anyways. <laughs> so, I have, this isn't even like, it's not an interesting story, but like, you know, I, I, I do irrigation for a living. And even the company I work for, uh, primarily, they violate the law by not always pulling a permit for some of the work they do. But I do work on the side as well. And I, yeah, over the weekend, I installed a sprinkler system for somebody and I didn't pull any permits. <laughs> I have to have permits to do that stuff. And I did not. Well, it's breaking the law. Does, uh, like, as someone installing it or, like, the homeowners, if they were doing it on their own, would they... Uh, yeah, because you have to have a permit to tie into the city water, uh, the, right, the water right, that's right. coming in. So you have to put in a special device, and that's what you need the permit for. So, yep. Uh, that's why, like, anytime I'm working with one of those devices, if I'm putting one in for somebody, I try to make sure it's, like, late in the day, closer to 5 o'clock when the city workers are not out patrolling yeah. or, uh, on the weekends. Oh, uh. Not technically a crime. Technically. <laughs> no, it wasn't a crime. 
But uh, I do a lot of DVD shopping at pawn shops, and uh, I have like a little routine that like I hit in a certain order, and I stopped by. I, I, I didn't go through the full routine yesterday. I just went to a couple because they were in my path, and one of them I like went through and I found some some movies that I definitely wanted on my shelf, and. Uh, went to pay for him. Realized I forgot my wallet. I was like, or I was like, oh man, can you just leave him here? And I'll when I swing back through, I'll pick him up. And he was like, hey, just uh, get us back next time you're in. And I was like, <laughs> oh, are you sure? Okay, but I'm definitely not gonna remind him of this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Plus, you, I mean, you may not remember anyways. I'll remember. Oh. <laughs> in so, fact, next time I go there, before I even like head in that direction, I'll, I know I'm going to think, uh, has enough time passed for him to not remember? Yeah, I like, I know I've like, little tiny things like that. Like I've definitely done a few odd, weird, like technically maybe that's stealing or something like that. Yeah. One time I was at uh, a hotel for like a work-related thing. And so they were there overnight. In the morning, I got up. And now they have, like, the continental breakfast that was free. Or you could go over to the counter and, like, special order some stuff. And so I, like, got myself an omelet and some breakfast stuff ordered. And I was supposed to pay for that. But then our meeting started. So I just went into our meeting and never paid for my breakfast there. But I didn't even know I was supposed to pay till later. But I was yeah. Like, I'm not going back. <laughs> They've already cleared the table and everything. So. Uh, actually, when I was in high school, uh, we had off-campus lunches, and right down the street, there was a Walmart, and in the back of the store, the deli was connected to their McDonald's, or the, they were, like, right next to each other, so you could get deli food and sit down at McDonald's. So, uh, yeah, me and friends would always get just, like, a fucking pound of chicken tendies, and then sit down at the McDonald's, eat them, and then go back to school pay for them because you pay for them up front. Oh, yeah. Okay, I see what you're saying. So, yeah, we ate lots of Walmart deli chicken <laughs> tendies for free. Oh, man, I think you're the one that was just telling me that, or maybe, no, I was talking to Ross, uh, and he said that, yeah, when we were over at, uh, what's it, Glass Jaw's house, we just got, <laughs> uh, Glass Joe, what's his name? Glass Joe, Glass Jaw, whatever, a guy. We were at his house. There was a there was a Walmart real close to it, and he said that we would go over there all the time and yeah, pull that same move, just going to yeah, going sit down at the McDonald's and eating free yeah yeah because that neighborhood was only like two blocks yeah but if you walked through like a little line of trees, you were at Walmart yeah. So you, I I didn't remember ever doing this, but oh like, yeah, I remember doing the hell out of that. Was I ever there? Did I eat yeah. food? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I guess I did. Still, I, I pulled this. So this is a, a, a trick. It's a life hack for those of you out there. Well, now I don't. I mean, I don't know about like other places, but all the Walmarts around here, they don't really have a seating area around the deli now. So I think just uh, plopping it down there near produce and Eating out, of, <laughs> eating out of a bag, my girl more attention. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, our, the one closest to us actually 
they put in, and they, maybe they did this at all of them. They put in these doors that are supposed to prevent people from walking. Oh yeah, over over there toward like the McDonald's area. Yeah, I, and I've walked through those, and they go up, and nobody's ever like, "Hey, get over here." Yeah, yeah. They just kind of they wave me on, so like, yeah. Well, if yeah, you're... steal shit and just walk out, man. <laughs> <laughs> One time I was hiring or I was interviewing this guy. And he told me, like, in the interview, he was like, yeah, I just want to be honest with you. I got arrested last week. Uh, it was for pushing a cart of groceries just out the door at Walmart. He was like, I just didn't have any money. And I felt bad for him, you know. Yeah. But it was going to show up on his background check. So there's no point in even paying to run a background check. Yeah. Um, the, I, the last restaurant that I worked at, there was... For some reason, they it was kind of a more upper class restaurant, but they would just hire the biggest fucking trash bags, man, and uh, like refuse to fire them. I don't know what the deal was. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was this guy, and like he'd gotten caught like wrapping up food and stealing it and taking it home and stuff, and like. Showed up like clearly on some pills and just kept brushing it off, not saying anything. And then one day he like called and was like, "Hey, yeah, I'm gonna be late for work. Uh, I'm just dealing with this um, misunderstanding at Target." And uh, like he started like trying to explain what happened. And then the owner of the place, who was on the phone, who managed during the day as well, he was just uh, was like, "It sounds like." Uh, you were trying to find receipts outside of the store and then like go in and pick up the item and pretend you're returning it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, all right, well, like, don't worry about coming in, man. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a fun place to work. You know? <laughs> if they're just that cool. So, all right. Well, crime news. Crime news. Crime. Crime. News. Crime news. Crime news. Um. All right. So let's throw it to the guest. I'm gonna guess you've never been arrested. Correct. Okay. Have I'm you... a forensic psychologist. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, so yeah. I know the system quite well. There's a there's probably at least a couple psychologists in prison. <laughs> well, there are. Yeah, no, there are. But but I would be a poor psychologist for specifically forensic psychologist if I did my job well and didn't know how to avoid oh. getting caught. Yeah, I get. Yeah, yeah. I I'm not even thinking about there. Yeah. Yeah. The, the only. You know, so I have, you know, I've been married for a thousand years. I have four kids. My oldest kid is 22 and my youngest is nine. And the only one of the sixth of us that has ever actually been in the back of a police car is my youngest. When she was seven, she got picked up by a cop at the bus stop. So, you know, that was a special, special day. Well, yeah, I've been to jail for, not for anything crazy, but yeah, just 
bullshit. It smells bad, doesn't it? Like, holy <laughs> shit. Well, I, yeah, I've definitely been in a holding cell with like 10 people. Yeah, and it's just been rough. It's just, yeah, I mean, you know, because I, I, I've worked both in, in you know, the forensic psychology, you, you're doing assessments. And so I've done everything from the holding cell at the, you know, the, the local police station into the... Oh, here's Scott. Hi, Scott. The, oh. uh, all, all the way up to the state prison. Ah, uh, okay. But, okay, so, yeah, you've never been arrested. Have Correct. you ever run from the cops? Like high school party, maybe you saw a cop turn around when you were speeding. I've just... been questioned enthusiastically, which is one of the bases for one of the stories that I have. Okay. As I was saying, Scott, that I have two. I have one family-friendly story and one not. So I'll I'll share both of those. Yeah, yeah. The not. Yeah, I want to hear. Them. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have have you done? What's your level of drug use? What have What have you done? I am I, I'm actually a recovering addict. Okay. Um, uh, opiates are my drug of choice. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. So, yeah, I broke my neck and back and just really messed myself up and was on them for years. Got pretty addicted. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been sober seven years. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. But, yeah, no, uh, it's, they're, they're, they're awesome. It's, just, it's hard to... I mean, you know... <laughs> There, there are definitely like I, I, I stayed so, like I, I'm not in. I'm not one for the AA model or the NA model of like all abstinence from all things at all times. Um, well, Eric I, sounds like I have, a pretty good sponsor. Yeah. Well, I have I, ha- I have some pretty serious medical issues, and so I have surgery two or three times a year, and I'll be goddamned if I'm going to recover from surgery without anything is it so, like, like two or three years i went with nothing and no surgeries no procedures nothing and now you know all of my doctors know like prescribe two to three days worth and that's it kind of deal yeah uh, yeah and that's i mean i after i moved i moved out into a different state and they uh i i don't know any of the, the scummy people that mm-hmm. were selling drugs to me <laughs> so, so i don't yeah. yeah that was the that was the way i got away from it so yeah i mean i live i live in salem massachusetts and oh next, that's dope it, it is and the next town over is lynn massachusetts which is at times the heroin capital of the united states and and i worked as a as a crisis clinician like in the emergency room there for part of the time so i'm pretty sure that all i would really have to do is go stand on any given street in lynn and go i want drugs (laughs) and somebody would show up you know so that doesn't entirely keep me safe but yeah i mean i've thought about doing that in dallas i'm like man i sure miss that life a little bit (laughs) you know you know, I One of them's off to prom tonight. We just let him go like 30 minutes ago. So that's a wild thing. But Kids are the worst. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They are the worst. Yeah. This senior year has been like a freaking, it's a racket. They just, they just trying to get all your money from you. It's ridiculous. I mean, my, my, so my oldest is a senior in college and 
she doesn't give much of a shit about any of the thing. like she she just informed me that she wants to walk in graduation and I was like really okay why okay and uh my my second uh kid I was 17 and he has informed me that he's a senior in high school and he's like I don't want to go to prom I don't want to go to graduation I don't even want to go to school for the last month of the year and it's optional <laughs> for seniors here and I'm like okay mm. like that's fine too yeah my younger two I have to keep alive longer because they're <laughs> nine and twelve so I uh, actually kind of not not like on my own but like uh left my parents house uh 68 and went back to oklahoma did my senior year there and uh so i didn't go to prom i didn't know a single person i went to four proms in high school but like they were mostly because i was the sort of i was everybody's buddy so like i went to my i only had one of my own but then i went to three others and semi I, I didn't it wasn't a criminal experience but I got kicked out of one prom <laughs> um, the first one that I went to guy that I went with really quiet really shy really reserved I thought and he picked me up and we did the you know the photos on the front lawn kind of thing and then we picked we, we were double dating I thought with a friend of mine and so we went and picked her up with her date and the four of us did the photo and then he's like okay before we go to the prom we have to go pick somebody else up and that's when i learned that my date had two dates he <laughs> also had a so my date was what 18 and his other date was like a 30 year old six and a half foot <laughs> tall guy and i was like I didn't dress for this. <laughs> like I didn't. I I dressed. I I would have chosen differently. I would have worn more black. I think. And she was fine. We had we all had dinner, and that was fine. And we were at the prom, and it was it was, you know, just sort of awkward being like, "Hi, thirty-year-old man. I'm fourteen. Um, I don't know how to tolerate this, but okay." And the the song, "Supermodel" by RuPaul, you oh, better yeah. work comes on and apparently that was like the signal that i hadn't been told i hadn't been told any of this shit and that song comes on and and people from all over like i went to a relatively like 500 people in graduating classes so a pretty big high school and so from all over the place people gathered on the dance floor and started writhing voguing something i mean it was definite laws being broken and i'm just sort of standing at the edge of the crowd like cute little white girl don't know what i'm doing here but okay and we got kicked out of prom and that was <laughs> so what did they kick you out for for not knowing the dance oh no 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 the 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 people putting on the prom the teachers and principals kicked the entire group out because oh. we were behaving inappropriately and we absolutely were behaving inappropriately i just wanted to know i was going to behave inappropriately in advance do you know what i mean yeah. so you said four proms yeah surely out of it at least one of those you uh were underage drinking sneaking booze i didn't drink um, in high school, and I left high school a year early to go to college because, well, if you knew, if you met my parents, you would understand. And 
so I actually came back after my freshman year of college to go to my own prom. So not so much. Mm. No. Um, one of the proms was the night of the slow speed chase for OJ. So that gives you a sense of exactly how old I am. <laughs> and um, an- another one, I got set up as a blind date because like I said, I was, I was sort of the buddy that would go. And I, I had gotten set up with him on a blind date a couple of weeks before and he seemed like a nice enough guy so I was like sure I'll go to your prom with you and this was right when they first started doing those post prom parties where they like lock you in you know uh, to a I don't you know, know. It's, it's, it's horrifying like an um, online skate they, it, yeah it's like a, it, but, it, but it's like supervised by teachers and mm. authorities and whatever and, and it's so that you, you know your parents believe that you're behaving and not out drunk driving or whatever like fair okay fine whatever but so because this guy didn't even go to my high school so his post-prom party was at his high school and i'm locked in a high school where i don't know my way around and we've been there like an hour it's like midnight and it's awkward and i'm just tired and that's when he proposed <laughs> and i was like what are you doing like, I literally don't know your last name. What are you doing? He's like, well, but I'm going away to the military. And, you know, that's a thing that we do. And I'm like, good for you. But so so I spent the rest of the night literally hiding in the in the girl's bathroom. So you said no? Was, yeah. I you know we've been married 21 years. It's been great. <laughs> yeah, no, I said fuck no. <laughs> okay. Um, so have you ever climbed on top of a school? Yeah. Everybody has. You do on top of. You just, you just have to. You just, you just have to. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it's about ninety percent of the people we talk to have. So, did you throw anything off, like the top? No, I don't think so. We just kind of like we just sort of climbed up and 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 poked around a little bit. But my my high school was. It wasn't just a block you know it was different levels yeah so it was kind of easy to sneak out on one level and, and be and sort of poke around a little bit and then be like well this is a lot less exciting than i thought it was going to be so let's go find trouble somewhere else yeah i i just kind of assume that climbing on top of schools is for sex drinking or throwing rocks yeah probably would have been if we had stayed longer yeah well, for all the people I hear that climb on top of schools, I there should I should see it. I should see people on schools <laughs> just all the time. But I guess you know. I guess you're being sneaky when you're doing it. So okay, so you have a couple. Let, you have a friendly one, a friendly crime story. Mm-hmm. Do you are you are you planning to record? Oh, we've been recording this whole time. You have been. Okay, cool, 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 cool. I didn't assume that. Um, because it, 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 often when it's Zoom, it tells me. So, oh, I know. I'm, um, I'm recording separately. I'm not using Zoom it. to record. Noted. Okay, uh, yeah. So, the thing that was done, I grew up in upstate New York, which, I mean, middle of nowhere. There's nothing. There's nothing there. I mean, it's where... IBM started like that's our entire claim to fame which is not a very good claim to fame honestly a lot of empty buildings and so I don't know where this tradition started but we upheld it strongly 
So, y- you know, people egg each other's houses, people TP each other's houses, the like. Yeah. For reasons unclear, the hobby, habit, prank, whatever it was, tradition that we upheld at my high school was to fork each other's lawns. Okay. Yeah. No, I uh, I like that. I, I've only seen it in like on TV, but yeah. It's it's a weirder. It's, you go and buy a bag full of plastic forks, and initially that's that's all it would be. And you would you would buy a bag of plastic forks. It you know several of you would target a buddy's house, and you do this covert operation late at night, and you go over and you stick them all on their lawn prongs down and it bothered my neighbor so much whenever my house would get hit mostly because he was just like i don't understand now my neighbor was about four thousand years old and he he could hear his grass thinking about growing you know he was one of those guys who would go out and like mow his lawn several days a week and he would do it in like patterns he probably used to i don't know he should have worked at a at a baseball field or something like it was so geometric and so this idea of seeing plastic forks in my (laughs) lawn bothered him a lot and so i explained to him well we're just aerating the grass Mm -hmm. that's all we're doing we're just aerating the grass and then he was like oh huh so then he forked his own lawn i i don't know if he ever did (laughs) i moved out shortly after that but i like to imagine that at three in the morning stan was out there stabbing his own lawn (laughs) once in a while but me I like to push the boundaries a little bit here and there. And so it started with forks and then it expanded to like whenever somebody would have a payday, we'd hit the dollar store. So for instance, one one time at the dollar store, they had a flock, I guess, of lawn ornament pink flamingos and we bought all the damn things we must have bought we must have bought 50 or 100 of them and so we saved that and forked the lawn of one of the teachers at our high school the the marching band director because we were done with marching band by then nice we had a guy on the one here uh guy on here one time that said they used to sign yards and basically they'd go around and steal a bunch of like rent for rent signs and for signs yeah yeah sign uh, yeah vote signs etc and just put as many signs as you could get and stick them in someone's yard i thought that was fun so yeah no a lot of people vandalize like that (laughs) i guess that's what it is it's vandalizing I guess, you know, that's the thing is it was really important to me that we never cause actual property damage, but creativity was cool. And so uh, another another time, for reasons unclear, my junior year of high school, my mother got into a very earthy, crunchy kick. Hmm. Um, she, she did work at IBM for many, many years. And then all of a sudden, she went super vegetarian, earthy, crunchy. She was making her own soap. Like the woman took it way too far. But so we had a a, a metric ton, approximately, not literally, but might as well have been, um, several thousand eggplants 
And so that was my signature for a while, was, was leaving eggplants in like <laughs> shapes. It was like a mandala sort of that you, you know, the, the, with the, the patterns and the, the designs. It was very meditative, except without the meditation, you know. Now I'm just picturing that's what you use as a signature at the end of all your texts. Well, now, now that people use the eggplant to mean something else, I'm like, oh, oh boy, that was prescient. No, uh, I wish I had known at the time. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I think people react uh, now to like waking up to a yard full of eggplants. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it carries a different message now. How, how would you handle being known as the eggplant lady now? <laughs> I'd be kind of proud of that, honestly. You know. Uh, so, yeah, uh, you never egged a house, though, or anything like that. It was all forks, mostly. Yeah, no, I didn't. I wouldn't want to. Like I said, I would be worried about property damage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I egged one house, but my mom was there. but So it was fine. But, yeah. I mean, if it had been my mother, I would have egged it. So, um, so what's your not so friendly stuff? That's that's what we're here for. That's the meat I really want to get to. Well, so I like to travel, and my husband, our, our last name is Dutch. We are my husband's father was born and raised in the Netherlands, and so he grew up traveling all over the place. And one of the fun things about traveling is collecting souvenirs, right? But there's only so much money, especially because we had our first kid when I was 22. So we've been pretty much broke pretty much forever. So you kind of have to decide, am I going to spend money on a trip or am I going to spend money on souvenirs? So the compromise, oh, this is a point of pride, is that we're going to travel on the trips and I collect unusual places to have sex <laughs> so it started you talked about having had, had I ever run from the cops and so it started when I was in high school um, I was on a date and got sternly relocated by a friendly neighborhood police officer that that we and it was, it was so I we grew up in upstate New York so my my pattern and style of speech my accent is pretty much how people sounded there but for reasons unclear the cop that knocked on the window and scared three years off my life was from New York City and so you know, we sort of roll the window down and I'm like, you know, I was well underage at that particular moment and the person that I was with was not. Mm. And so he was breaking some laws himself. <laughs> and I have a story about that dude also. You're but, not saying uh, well underage like 13 though. <laughs> I, was, I was 15 oh. to his 25. Oh, okay. It was, there was no- but, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I'll let you stick a pin of that one, I'll tell you. But, but to finish, this story is first that we're in the back of his car, whatever it was. It was a two door. So like it took some doing to get back there. And suddenly there's somebody knocking on the window and he's freaking out because he had until this very moment told me that he was 17 or 18. 
And he was freaking out, realizing that he had a child <laughs> in the back seat with him. I'm freaking out because I don't have any ID because I'm not old enough to drive yet. And the cop, you know, he, so he cracks the window down. The cop's like, you're not supposed to be in the park after darkness. And it's very like Boston, New York, so probably Connecticut accent. And there was a lot of stuttering and a lot of, okay, yes, sir. And my companion did have to show identification. I was just like, I don't have any. Like, we'll leave. When they knocked. Thank you. When they knocked on the door, were you, you guys like in the middle of stuff? No, well, no, just starting to screw around. Okay. We like, but, but, but so, but that sort of planted the seed though for, for later. Like the, that was pretty funny. Like once <laughs> I didn't get arrested and once I didn't get in trouble for it, it was pretty funny. So that became later on, once I became sexually active and of age and, would travel, especially with my now husband. We are in the Mile High Club. Oh. We have engaged in various acts on moving vehicles, including a train in Italy uh, <laughs> and a, um, what's it called? A, a gondola in Venice. Very fancy. So do you guys like have a scrapbook or what? No, no, no. You, some things you just gotta. Some things you just gotta leave in the memory. You know what I mean? Like, because there are certain questions I don't want to answer. <laughs> you know, but you know, there are like we know. For instance, my we also the time that we added several of these locations to the list was our first trip together over to Western Europe um, to visit my husband's grandmother. And then we did the backpacking and train thing around Western Europe. And my eldest was conceived in Luxembourg. And I feel like she deserves dual citizenship for that. Because that took some planning. Oh, so where was this one? This was in a youth hostel. We were sharing a room with 13 other people. Oh, so it took some planning to not wake the other people or? No, they all left for dinner and we were like, all right, we got 10 minutes, go. <laughs> What'd you guys do for the other eight minutes? Yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, a low hanging fruit. You know, so. got, got, got dressed again is the answer. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so back though to the 25-year-old person, gentleman. So, first of all, I I, I was jailbait before, jail, before the internet was a thing. You know, I graduated from high school in 1995. And so that's before the internet was commonly available. It's before, like, it was right around the time when people were starting to have AOL accounts and that kind of thing. Yeah. And so the most common way to meet other people online, which Just I type in age sex location question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, but you couldn't even get online. Uh oh no! Gotcha. You see, like there was no www. There was no browser. There yeah. was no. This was before Dogpile. This was before Google. This was before all of the things. And so, if you wanted to meet people online, there were these things called BBSs, bulletin board systems, where it was it was the equivalent of you had to use the the dial modem. Yeah. 
it was like like you had to dial to each website that you went to. Yeah. Right. And and so there were only certain ones. So mostly colleges would have one that you would dial into. Yeah, yeah. You'd hang out. And so I'm signing on there because we had a computer with the it, for the time advanced technology. My mother worked for IBM. These other people are on there because they're college students. And so that's how I'm I'm, you know, I'm, I was jailbait before it was cool. You know, I would, yeah. I would meet people and, t- and it never occurred to me like, this is a terrible idea. Why am I still alive until years and years later? But this guy, um, I'll call him Jeff because he looked like a Jeff. He called me, like I said, that he was, he was a freshman, that, that he was about, about 18 and I was 15. And so in, you know, in statutory rape laws change state by state. And so it would have put us right on the edge of legal. Like, I don't remember whether yeah. we were technically legal or not then. I didn't care. Wasn't my problem. I wasn't the one going to get in trouble. Um, plus, I wasn't thinking about hooking up sexually i was thinking about sneaking out of the house and just breaking the rules like that's sort of really where my heart lies and so it wasn't until he starts freaking out because this this cop has knocked on the window and you're not supposed to be in the park after darkness and i was like why is this such a big deal to you like you know i'm you what and he's like oh well i'm I'm 25 and I was like you're what like oh that's I don't like that I like because that puts him 10 years older than me my parents had me at 17 Mm. so when you're 15 and you're like you're closer to my parents age than my age like that's not great so I, I had him bring me back home no big deal maybe six months later something like that he calls me and says, I, 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 I need, I need to talk. I'm having a hard time with the thing. And I just, I need advice. And I was like, I'm still 15. <laughs> like, I don't have advice. I like, this was before the, the time when I had heard the Dennis Leary routine about, you know, you're 17 years old. You don't know shit about shit and pull up your pants. But that's what I was. Like, I didn't know shit about shit and I knew it. And so I was like, I, what possible advice could I okay like I guess but we you know so we we met we met at a high school football game which is <laughs> icky like just on many many levels icky and that's when he informed me that he had a new girlfriend and he was breaking up with you <laughs> oh no 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 we, we, we had never been a thing but he had a new girlfriend and she was pregnant and I said, as a joke, and what, she's 15 too? And his answer was, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh shit, that's not, I'm not, I, I, not, not getting involved here. I don't want to have anything to do with any of this. Like, this is a problem. And I don't ever want to appear in your life again. And I don't want my name to ever be linked with yours in some sort of true crime book like because i feel like that's the direction we're heading here so why don't but we're talking about it now 
yeah, well, you know, but <laughs> because I was like, why don't you talk to her parents? Like, do her parents know? And he's like, well, I do know her mother, and uh, that's kind of a problem. And I'm like, what do you, what do you, what do you, what do you mean that's a problem? Is it a sister? And he says, well, <laughs> her mother's pregnant too. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and they're, they're both yours. He's like, yeah, 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 they're both mine. So if you draw this out, this is not a gentleman, this Jeff in upstate New York, this which doesn't narrow things down very much, actually. But uh, if you draw it out, he doesn't have a family tree. He's like <laughs> created a family wreath. <laughs> He's like his own grandpa. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, I mean, it's very disturbing to think about the situation. But I mean, yeah, it's kind of chuckle. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very weird. Uh, I'm sure these people have horrible lives. But, you know, you dodged a bullet. <laughs> For real, as did my mother, apparently. Oh, yeah, you could. Oh, that would, she was only seven years older than him. I know. I know. That would have been, you know, maybe they have a really close family. You know? Really close. Well, I mean, Eric's... And naked, yeah. Eric's brother made him, like, super uncle or something. What? Or a double uncle. Oh, yeah. Okay, so my brother, yeah, married my... My oldest son, yeah, I'm not with his mother. Um, my brother married her sister, though. So he's technically my oldest son's uncle two different ways <laughs> on the mother's side and on my side. So, yeah. So at least like, it's not, not a family wreath, but it's sort of like one of those braided trees. Yeah. There's no like DNA crossing. Yeah. 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 Yet. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, when you're out there, first off, on the message boards, were you hooking up with like a lot of people, or was this like just meeting people and? and... I, I was just meeting people. I was okay. I was not deliberately jailbait. Okay. Um, Did you hook up with some of them? No, okay. I, I I wasn't consensually sexually active until I was in college, okay. which was when I was 16. Is, is when I went and you know it was just a matter of just trying to get through day to day my home life was not a good healthy place and so being able to sneak out at night was a big deal for me and I went away to school in August you know so I, I my end of my junior year was June of 1994 and so I went to I started my freshman year of college it, it's a it's a program that combines the, the two yeah it combines your your high school senior year with your freshman year of college so i was able to sort of escape easily that way and that was in august i came back in october for the first break and that's when i learned i no longer had a bedroom at my parents house <laughs> so thanks mom cool 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 so i signed my first lease for an apartment when i was 17 might have been illegal i don't know don't care I, I don't know. I moved out at 17 as well, so I, I don't know. I did get in a, yeah, an apartment. Um, so, but when the internet evolved a little bit more, did you 
go to like message boards and type in ASL asking age, sex, location? I mean, some, but like I, you know, I was I was in I was in college for four years and got pregnant right after. Mm. So I knew that that was that was more for like literally playing card games online and stuff like i'm the only person i know that plays cribbage and so i would would use it there but but i didn't i was never one for hooking up online i just it's uh it's work whatever did either of you ever like check out the uh misconnection stuff i've i've definitely read them just for fun yeah man they're creepy (laughs) (laughs) they're creepy they're creepy like it's usually guys and they're like hey you were sitting out on the bus and i was staring at you the whole time and i know you felt it (laughs) well and that's 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 sort of fundamentally what life is like for women yeah i imagine yeah and um you know and i i I was saying uh scott before you 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 joined the call i'm a forensic psychologist by trade and so i've worked in jails and prisons and the like and so i've I've learned a pretty good stoic face and a pretty good i can look right through you and i've i've memorized you know sort of age sex location already just by you know keeping myself safe in public to a degree which is you know in in retrospect ironic because honestly at those jobs i felt safer working in prisons and jails than i felt anywhere else at any other job that i've had yeah my wife works with the formerly homeless and yeah she has to go into her houses sometimes and yeah that can be wild that can be wild um i i read a misconnection one time with this girl at this mcdonald's was like you were driving this car and you looked like this and i handed you your sprite and i want to suck your dick so bad <laughs> and i was like Is that that's McDonald's? a lot for a sprite <laughs> like, that, that. Uh, but it was the mcdonald's by my house and i'm like was that me <laughs> when did i last have a sprite i'm gonna read a sprite yeah <laughs> Maybe just like a year ago, I was going through uh, Arby's drive-thru and the girl working the window was very young and stuff. And she was like, I, I realize now she was like trying to be flirty, but her exact words were, hey, you look like a cool guy. And <laughs> I really took it as an insult, like, oh, what's up, cool guy? <laughs> 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 and I didn't want to like I mean I'm heavily with somebody I, it wasn't like I wanted to misconnect in her but I wanted to apologize like hey like no, I gave you a real shit face <laughs> uh, it was a misconnection though <laughs> I mean the connection was missed it doesn't mean that you wanted it happen <laughs> but yeah no it's funny um, so on your your collecting sexual locations and all this stuff, you have you guys been caught? Other than the, the police knocking in this one situation, no. Okay, so even like airplane bathroom, you guys come out. People know they have to know. I, I don't know what what they knew, but nobody said anything to us. Okay, okay. So I've had sex in a few bathrooms. They're always at bars. They were always. They were always. At bars. <laughs> I mean, uh, I married my college bartender. 
<laughs> so definitely happened at the bar. Definitely happened on campus. A wave pool at an amusement park. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, there's a whole list like i can't even it's it's you know like everybody needs a hobby everybody needs a collection oh, some people collect salt and pepper shakers the bar bathroom thing i always had like a routine like i'd just uh, grab the hair and be like you just threw up when we left the bathroom and then i also look like a super sweet guy <laughs> <laughs> elder hair and everything yeah well see that was the thing about you know hooking up with the bartender is that we didn't have to use the bathrooms we could use the office mm. nice and all the free drinks so yes and they often have little tiny bottles of champagne, which is shitty champagne, but it's better than most other drinks that you're going to get in a bar in the middle of nowhere in upstate New York. So, so your podcast has been going on a while. It has. This is, you know, you talk about addiction like this is. This is what I have replaced my former addiction with. I I broke my back in 2014. Don't do that. Mm -mm. Bad. Zero stars. And I spent a couple of years feeling sorry for myself. Um, I can walk, but not enough to keep doing the job. And the federal government granted me Social Security because, and I quote, it would be too expensive to retrain me. I'm like, that doesn't make it better somehow don't know so i'm on disability and in late 2017 by then i had four kids which is too many and like i said i've been married for a thousand years and my father had a contentious divorce and moved in with us in sort of a crisis situation and he had uh, his first manic episode around that time and so i was used to having time to myself during the, the school days the kids would all go off to their various schools my husband is an educator now which cracks me up because i was like yeah well i bet his job doesn't know that's fine uh not my problem um but i used to have time to myself and suddenly my dad was around and he would literally just follow me from room to room and talk at me. And I needed a break and I needed, I needed to literally find my own voice again and, and find people to connect with and, and, and just feel competent and to feel smart again and to feel like I was doing something that I wanted to do rather than doing something for one of the six other people that I was living with yeah. at the time. So I thought I'll start a podcast primarily because it requires silence on my side and so I could do a thing and it was going to be 10 or 20 episodes talking about what forensic psychology is and is not and then I'll go from there. And instead, after a while, I realized I what I like is this connection with other podcasters and talking to other people. And I don't want I didn't want to make another true crime show like that felt like doing work without getting paid for it. And I, I didn't need to do that. But I liked talking to people. And so I the, the beauty of podcasting is you get to just 
change your format. You get to just make it up if you want to. And so I decided instead of staying only in true crime or talking to other true crime creators, whatever, I'm just going to talk to people. I'm just going to collect their stories. And so my show is called Ignorance Was Bliss. It's four and a half years old now. And I've recently passed 411, 412 episodes. Nice. So, yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be going pretty well. It is. Are we ripping off your show? <laughs> are you talking to regular people about the crimes they've committed? No, rarely. <laughs> okay. Although if they want to, they can. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, that's that's sort of ours. You know, we were like, yeah, hey, we're not going to do it. It's true crime adjacent because it's. I mean, it's all true crime, but we're just talking to regular people rather than people that are just out of, fresh out of jail or whatever. Rather than well, people who identify as criminal. It, well, it, it, my, mine initially was like, I would say the first six months. So, you know, I, 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 I decided on New Year's Day of 2018 that I was going to start a podcast. And my first episode dropped about February 1st. So like a month later. Okay. And the first six months approximately are pretty much all true crime or true crime adjacent. Well, I kind of found my found my voice, figured out what I wanted to say and didn't want to say, and realized like I can instill, like my my most recent episode as of time of recording, I was true crime. I talked to the son of one of Gacy's defense attorneys. Oh, okay, nice. And he, you know, and shout out to Bob. He has an excellent podcast that's a, a wicked deep dive into the Gacy case, but I had him boil it down on my show. And so that one's very true crime. But the next one coming up is with a, I don't even know how many jobs she has. She has like a half a dozen different jobs of like, she's a writer and a, a publisher and a uh, non-denominational, like she does weddings and and counsels people and that kind of thing. So, like, nothing, as far as I know, nothing crimey about her. We didn't okay. talk about crime at all. And so it's sort of, it's just sort of, it's meant to be like a grab bag. You, okay. sort of, you dip in and dip out. And some of my episodes, maybe a third, are still either about crimes or working with true crime podcasters or writers. And then the rest are just sort of. Yeah. I got just. Up in the air. Nice. Well, I mean, congratulations on such a long-running show. And yeah, yeah sounds, it's a lot of episodes. <laughs> and it sounds like you're, yeah, you get a lot of listeners. I know you're like pretty busy. Yes, yes. We had a whole mix-up yesterday. I was, yeah, it's been chaotic here too. So I don't. We we used to go about an hour. Do you have any like? Did you stab anybody that you want <laughs> that you just got to get it off your chest? <laughs> Let me ask you this one. You were a girl in in middle school. Did you ever stab anybody with a pencil? N no, I did not. Um, but there's a woman in upstate New York. Her name is April Delolio. In in the early nineties, I don't remember the exact dates, but she was one of the first to stab her boyfriend to death on the way into school. And my college roommate was friends with the victim david oh. eccleston so i i think maybe that sort of 
you know, it's like it, it, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. It's like <laughs> that sort of makes up for the fact that I never stabbed anybody with a pencil. Because you knew someone who stabbed somebody. Or, yeah, I figured. Or, I figured. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, I was stabbed with a pencil. My brother stabbed a guy in the arm. <laughs> so. You know, everybody's got to have a hobby. What they're saying. But that same brother never stabbed. Double. Never stabbed anybody. I've never like uh, used a knife on anybody intentionally. But when I was in junior high, I'd gone to the county fair, and they had like all the pocket knives yeah. through the rings on, and I got like this huge ass one. It was giant and it had like a dragon on the handle and shit, like a folding knife. And I had left it in my backpack, and I was in class, and I went to get some, and that fell out, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, put it back in my bag. Kid next to me, who I was like, I was friends with. Uh, he was like, oh, let me see that and grabbed it real quick and unfolds it. And I was like, dude, fucking <laughs> let me put that back in my bag. Teacher had the back to the class. She was writing on the chalkboard and he's like holding it up. And I was like, fucking somebody's definitely going to tell, you know, and he's like holding it up by the blade and <laughs> grabbed it real quick and man sliced his finger <laughs> so deep. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to get in so much trouble. But he was like, really cool about it is like oh i need to go to the nurse's office they were asking him what he did he's like there's a sharp piece on the desk there or something i don't know and <laughs> like, he made up a completely unbelievable story <laughs> something bit me <laughs> my mother is someone that doesn't take no well at all and so when in the last time I like I, I don't have we don't have any contact with her anymore um, because I value my own sanity. But the last time I traveled with her was in 2009. And my I have two younger sisters and my youngest sister uh, has muscular dystrophy. And so for uses a wheelchair for any distance. And so we, we yeah. the, the four of us went over to Paris for a, like a, a long weekend sort of thing. I was I was pregnant with my third kid. And so it was like, like this, like, let's go do the thing while we can do the thing. Cool, cool. We get over there. It's fine. It's fun. Boy, my mom's eyes got real big because I decided I wanted to see Moulin Rouge, the actual in-person event and my mother was picturing like the movie with hmm. Nicole Kidman and what's his name no 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 Moulin Rouge in Paris is a burlesque show and we actually did the math that worked out to I think we paid about a dollar a nipple for the show and you know my mother's eyes were like the size of saucers the whole time so that was amazing um <laughs> But so, you know, you know how it goes when you're traveling and on the way over, everything's exactly where it's supposed to be. Everything's in the right pocket of the right bag at the oh, right yeah. time and blah, blah. And then over the course of three days, things get shuffled around. And so we're coming home. And this is, as I said, it's 2009. So it's well after 9-11. And so TSA is tighter security, that kind of deal. And... My mother had used a, a you know a Leatherman, right? Yeah. So like a like a yeah like a multi tool multi tool yeah. yeah, which also had a knife, but 
she used that to to perform you know low you know you, you bring that whenever you travel with a wheelchair oh yeah yeah okay you know had like tightened up the wheels and tight whatever and at some point had taken it out of her checked luggage put it into her carry-on and forgot about it and so we're at the french tsa trying to come home and by this point i had remembered why it is i don't travel with my mother and i'm pregnant and i'm pissed off and i just want to go home and also by the way i don't have the same last name as her anymore so i'm just gonna get on the goddamn plane right one way or the other and the tsa agent is saying to my mother like you can't bring this on the plane that's a knife and my mother's literally screaming in charles de gaulle (laughs) airport in paris about it's not a knife it's a wheelchair repair tool and i'm like i'm going to die like right here i'm i'm going to actually die of embarrassment right now actually not my problem i'm, I'm just gonna leave and and finally she she literally threw it at mm. the agent because the agent was like you can you have time you've shown up early enough you have time to take it to the gate they'll bring out your checked luggage you can put it in your checked bag yeah yeah and put it back in. but she was like no you keep it and she threw it at him now luckily she <laughs> missed him luckily for her i wouldn't care i think it pretty fun, pretty funny if she was still in a french prison but you know for her luckily she missed and she was like just keep it throw it out whatever i don't care and i guarantee that she still thinks about that three four times a day multi-tools are i don't even get them why do they make them they break so easy they're they're garbage i mean i get why like you you need it for yeah your mother but like Every time I have one, I always end up using it for something it's not supposed to be used for, and then it breaks, and then I'm like, why do they make these? But they're also cheap. Why didn't she, why didn't she just get one when she landed? To throw it. To th- they make them to be, to be thrown at TSA agents. For legal reasons, that's a joke. People don't throw multi-tools at TSA agents, please. Uh, being in Paris with your sisters and mother, the rain on your sex location party? Well, I didn't have sex with them. <laughs> right. But I mean... That's where I got engaged, so... Oh, okay. So you'd already been there previous to that, so you weren't like... Been there, literally done that. Yeah, yeah. On on your sex location thing, have you have you, had, have, have you got any famous locations? Like I said, I mean, the, 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 there's a wave pool at, 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 the, at Darien Lake amusement park in upstate new york um mile high club i don't like i don't it depends on what you and so not like the eiffel tower or nothing like that no 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 it's funny it's because i'm not i'm I'm not an exhibitionist okay i'm not especially you know I'm, i'm big on consent you know and you you're not gonna exactly go around to everybody around and be like <laughs> it's okay with you if i you know yeah yeah so so yeah no that's not my thing have now this one i was going to ask earlier did you if you've had sex at a park not in a car yeah there's yeah 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 yeah, yeah. what about a movie theater of course <laughs> okay yeah hmm. interesting <laughs> Concerts are an easy one oh. also. It's it's helpful to dress with the activity in mind. So a skirt. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Um, yeah. Did you learn any last minute anything you want to get out? I know you, you mentioned your show, but what was the name of it again? It's called Ignorance Was Bliss. Ignorance Was Bliss. Okay. So, yeah, no, I, I like your stories. I definitely like that you collect sexual locations. <laughs> um, yeah, I I'll see if my wife will try that. No. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's it's you know. I also I also collect tattoos, but they're expensive. You know, and sometimes you gotta you gotta decide. Yeah, where you're gonna sex put the money. or tattoos. You gotta yeah. <laughs> you gotta choose one. It's a, it it always comes down to that when you think about it. Um, all right, so yeah, um, we also give our guests a video game moniker. You're not you don't not gonna be anonymous. Yeah, you want to plug your show and everything. So, but we still give people. A, video game monikers so is there an old video game or anything like that that you would like to be known as i can kick anybody's ass at tetris oh man i used to be so good at tetris and then then i lost it i lost it <laughs> i think there was a certain like era of kids that were really good at it because it was on the ti calculators was it? No, so this is even older. This is the this is the the old old Nintendo, like the first yeah, gen yeah, yeah. Nintendo, and that was the only I had the Super Mario One slash Duck Hunt. Yeah, that came yeah. with it, and I had <clears throat> Tetris, and that was it. Um, so once I had, I, I didn't much like Duck Hunt, and once I had worked my way through Super Mario One, I was like, okay, well Tetris is it then. And so, boy, I put a lot of time into yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, it's a great game. Uh, it's probably the best puzzle game of all time, <laughs> really. I mean, I've tried to find other games that were as addictive and fun, but none of them are. But yeah, so I mean, we, it's been copied a million times. Yeah. yeah. So Dr. Mario. Yeah. Dr. Mario is fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's also a previous guest that was on here, Dr. Mario. But all right. So, yeah, it was fun talking to you. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you don't have anything else, it was nice having you on. I really appreciate you. And, yeah, sorry for the mix-up yesterday. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. It was fun to meet you both. I appreciate you. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, I'll, uh, this will be out here in a week or so. I'll shoot you a message. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll hype you on social media when it happens. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye, guys. And we're back. All right. So that was Tetris. Uh, she had a lot of interesting stories, I guess. But like, like they were like, oh, I want like I wanted more of the of the dirty dirty. <laughs> I wanted to, not like not like telling me about the penetration or anything. <laughs> but like, yeah, I wanted to hear. I guess I don't know. I should have fished more for. Maybe I shouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it was, it was odd. Like, there were a lot of stories that, like, were sexual, but, like, she just kind of left it vague. And there was a couple times you had to ask, like, so, did you guys do it? <laughs> She's like, oh, no, 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 we just kissed. Yeah. Because that story sounded like you did it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, yeah, it was... Uh, Kate Willinga from the Ignorance Was Bliss podcast. So, yeah, it's been on for a long time, and, yeah, check it out. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, have never had sex in a movie theater. I've I, I, I fooled around in a movie theater. I wouldn't theater. say I got a hand job in a movie theater, but 
Somebody's definitely played with my ding dong. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I got a, <laughs> I got a hand job during George of the Jungle. <laughs> 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 the Brandon well, Fraser. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that I would imagine had an audience full of children. <laughs> <laughs> no, it oh, was, was a bunch of adults. Going to see Brandon Fraser's George of the Jungle. Gotcha. <laughs> No, it was a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> I was not. This didn't happen. For, this wasn't the re-release of George of the Jungle when I was thirty something. <laughs> I like Brendan Fraser, but I'd be real mad if they re-released that in theaters. Oh, <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, I don't think I've done. I mean, I've definitely fooled around at a park for sure. But never, yeah, like, I mean, I've had a lot of like side of the road type stuff. Yeah, one time in in a vehicle behind a church. So, uh, um, so yeah, the, I think that was the the things that really. I mean, those were the. It's, it's definitely legal having sex in public, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh man, uh, oh, one time uh, a girl like brought up the idea of uh, giving me a blowy while I was driving. And I was like, yeah, that sounds fucking cool. And then she like put her mouth on it and was like, what? Yeah? I was like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, cool. And like, she thought that uh, she'd finished up or something. I don't know. <laughs> it was just like a real quick like, well, like, that was it. <laughs> now, now we can say we've done that. Pulls out a pocketbook. Check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, no uh we have to go to the post office fairly often to drop off uh, orders and shit and the day before yesterday um you gotta blow away at the post office no we drop stuff <laughs> off and we parked right up front and the car like right next to us as i was getting in like the old man had the this old man driving it had the driver's side door open and he's holding like a big like like one of the I don't know one quart jugs that they have like the naked juices in or something. Yeah. And like I noticed he was holding it and then got in the car, buckled up, turned it on, and I looked over at her and then just saw like the way he was standing. He was definitely peeing in the bottle. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh babe, look, that old man peeing in a bottle. And she's like, what? No. And she's like, I mean, we never see saw anything because he had his back to us. I was like backing up real slow and then paused there for a while. And she like kept glancing over and she's like, Yeah, no, he definitely is. <laughs> I was like, Should I honk or something? She's like, No, just go. <laughs> and at that uh, same post office, one time I, uh, and this was like kind of during the height of COVID, uh, it was a little bit later, but I pulled up and I could see in the window this woman like, no towels or blankets down or anything. Just like had her baby laid out naked on the, like one of the tables you do all your fucking writing and packaging on and like wiping its ass and stuff, putting a new diaper on it. And then like <laughs> got it up and like, it just headed up and fucking wipe down the table or anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, your diaper bags has like a little, 
pad that you're supposed to use for changing. No, she didn't have a diaper bag. She was like, <laughs> I don't, okay, so I left this part out because I didn't want to sound racist or anything, but she was a Marshall Islander and just like wearing their normal garb of a moo-moo and flip-flops and just like had a diaper under her arm. I don't even think she was using like baby wipes. They were probably like fucking paper towels or something. <laughs> well, it was just a really gross scene to like pull up on it. And I'm, it's like a guy, old man pissing in a bottle and that shit going on. This post office isn't in like a fucking low class neighborhood or anything. Was the old man a Marshall Islander too? No, he was definitely a fucker. Like, no, he was definitely conservative and like you could just tell by everything and oh yeah it's a white oh yeah super i don't even know what i mean i don't know how you could tell i guess you got your area has a lot of people a lot of marshall islanders (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i wouldn't recognize a marshall islander i don't know where that is uh i am horrible at geography yeah the town, like right next to us, has a pretty high Marshallese population. Oh, okay. I'm not sure exactly why. Like, it's not a like famous town or anything. Yeah, so. that's not racist though. That's like if you saw fucking I don't know if you were like, and it was a voodoo priestess. <laughs> you know how they are. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there was no reason for me to mention it in the story <laughs> and still i guess it isn't <laughs> i mean you know uh, I'm, I'm not trying to say marshallese women like go around wiping dirty baby asses on everything i'm not trying to say that's their thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know where this went <laughs> i mean yeah, I, I, you know, it's like, okay, like I was getting at, if you were like, well, it's a voodoo priestess, and you know, so she laid him out on a pile of chicken bones. <laughs> well, I'd be like, well, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not like discriminate or, you know, using, that's how they do it, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, man. Uh, yeah, no, I was about to say something. But it, it makes me really mad, and I I was like recently on a rant about it and I was about to just go on it again, but it has nothing to do with crime. So, <laughs> okay. All right, then. Well, that was Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, and subscribe, tell us what the craziest place you ever got intimate, uh, in the comments <laughs> or whatever. Um, yeah. Like, and subscribe, uh, check the five stars on Apple podcast or wherever you listen and you can check us out on social medias at true.criminals.podcast. You can email us at truecriminalsjailpod at gmail.com. And until next time, I'm Eric. And I'm Scotty. This was True Criminals. I'm not one for the AA model or the NA model of like all abstinence from all things at all times. Um, well, Eric, I, sounds like I you're have... a pretty good sponsor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got kicked out of prom, and that was <laughs> so. What did they kick you out for? For not knowing the dance? So, so I spent the rest of the night literally hiding in the in the girls' bathroom. So you said no? Was, yeah, I. <laughs> you know, we've been married twenty one years. It's been great.
no, they all left for dinner. And we were like, all right, we got 10 minutes. Go. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you guys do for the other eight minutes? Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like there's like wiggle room in there for, for you to drop technically on us. <laughs> technically, she was a student. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean?